We should start just by having everybody introduce themselves very quickly and then just talk a little bit about what your research background is and what you would ideally have, like, how you would bring your research into the game story-wise. Like, you know, just when we're still brainstorming everything right now, like, we know this is all very much a work in progress. Um, yeah, I was going to say, like, it's a little bit. <laughs> the recording is picking up a little bit of what he's watching. I don't even know what it is. It's Go-Getter! Okay. <laughs> we can just list him in the, as like a cast member. Like a cast member. Yes. <laughs> Gaby, Gaby. Somebody's little brother. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to solve like the Scooby-Doo mystery and like the little brother takes out his tablet. <laughs> yeah, that's You're gonna give us oh, away! Right. Happy <laughs> dappy doo! Oh my gosh, we totally age ourselves. I know, right? I, re- I can't remember what I said today, but my husband was like, "Yeah, you just dated yourself big time there." <laughs> gosh, I do it every time I, t- I mention um, war games with Matthew Broderick. Oh, nice. I... Yeah, my husband hangs out with a lot of younger people at his gym. Um, they're all like a decade younger than us, like our students' age um, from like. I don't know, like some of our grad students, um, one of them, I guess, has a PhD, but still, um, they're all like late 20s because we're late 30s. And it's really interesting. A lot of things that they don't get <laughs> and a lot of things that he think that he gets and like, I, I don't even know what you're talking about. It's like, oh, it's, it's a thing now. And he's big on memes. He knows all about the memes. <laughs> <laughs> That's I- OK. I didn't know what Netflix and chill meant. So we're all good. Oh, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. He keeps me halfway cool. And my students call me out, which is great. But I I had virtual office hours before we recorded, and my students were talking about what they've been watching. And one student, who was my intern, uh, she strongly recommended Cheers. Uh, <laughs> and, and so they talked awesome. about Cheers, and I'm like... Why was Cheers. she watching Cheers? It's who... Baker, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I don't know why. And then... Um, she, so she's like, it's a quality show. And then she recommended Mork and Mindy. Yes! That's a good classic. Why, why are you watching this? These old... Like... You pick up Taxi, too? <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she watching them ironically? No. Like, oh, no. She's just, in, she's just she... really into Mork from Ork. <laughs> nanu, <Yeah>, nanu. <laughs> really needs to be how you sign your emails now, sir. Nanu, nanu. We're so bad. Oh my god. Oh my goodness. Let's still talk about fantasy the duel with the whole love boat fantasy island Saturday night. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness, good time. <laughs> Mom. Alright, so who's going first? Is it you, Andy? <clears throat> Got a model for us. Yeah, All right. I'm happy you. <laughs> I will be professional. I'll try to be professional here. Um right. 
<laughs> right. Thank sure. you, Mike. Professionally uh, playing kids on bikes. Yeah. Definitely, definitely appreciate the, the effort. Uh, so my name is Andy Wilzak. I am an associate professor at Wilkes University. Um, I am running this game, um, at least leading the collaboration. My research background is in adolescent violence, um, and so we're going to try to bring some like some of that into this um, sparingly. Uh, more recently, I've done a lot of work on uh, the history of crime, and I've gotten really interested in revolutions. Um, that's stuff that I think is going to be more difficult to bring in uh, to the game. Um, I guess we'll see what kind of town or kind of community everybody builds. Um, I've done a lot of work on, like... Um, the life course consequences of victimization. Um, again, that's stuff that I think can come in, but the thing with kids on bikes is that the violence is supposed to be, um, really something that happens in the background, um, and is, is meant to be pretty serious. Unlike other types of games where you can spend hours and hours and hours just, you know, litigating how the combat goes, that's not what we're going for here. So, Really, like a lot of my teaching over the last little while has become more general, and I do a lot of like critical stuff in, in my classes, and not stuff that's super translatable. But I think we can find themes of oppression. I mean, it's adolescence, right, um, and, and maybe even younger, depending on who people want to play. So um, I will be making like the corrupt principal and the corrupt chief of police, <laughs> and uh, whoever the town racist is, and whatever else we have to put in here to make this <laughs> realistic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, the horror movies have, like, the town crazy person. That's a staple in Friday right. the 13th. Um, maybe we need that. Something like that. I mean, there's right. there's ways to bring it in, right? Um, that's, the town bigot. Yeah. Yep. Dep and it depends on, like, the year, too, right? Like, what campaign posters they have in their yard. <laughs> or, like, campaign signs or whatever. So I will be, like, trying to add that flavor in there. Um, I talk in my juvenile delinquency class a lot about like um, adolescent marginalization and identity development. I think that's something that we could really, I mean, pretty obviously hit on throughout this, however long this project goes. So that's my that's my goal from a showrunner perspective. Uh, Joan, how about you tell us about yourself? <laughs> I'm Joan Antunas. Uh, I mostly do um, youth violence too victimization and perpetration and recently i'm more interested in the role of immigration and immigrant status in victimization and perpetration so i guess it would be really cool to have you know maybe a muslim character we could make them uh female so that they'd, they'd wear a hijab and then kind of you know discuss the um, race relations and the interactions and um you know even interactions with the town bigot in mm -hmm. opportunities and, and marginalization and stigmatization. Mm -hmm. um, curiously enough, even though we, I guess Muslims are a big, are, like became even bigger with this administration, even before 9-11, there was a huge Islamophobic yeah. um, sentiment in the mm -hmm. country. So I thought, you know, it would be interesting yeah and i think we can bring that in like maybe it's not the town bigot maybe it's a teacher and we could like Man. use this as a way to because i mean obviously it would be pretty gross to do like very overtly racist stuff in the story and i don't i don't want to do that but i think it's probably more palatable to people listening if they're if the racist teacher is doing like microaggressions and is doing more like yeah. that symbolically I mean, like, racist stuff pe like why do, why why do you wear your hijab during pe or something like yeah. that yeah yep you know yeah. 
yeah there's there's ways to to try to figure that out um cool thank you uh mike hi can you hear me okay yep i have to say that uh because we're on uh we're we're talking digitally i have to make sure of all the Zoom meetings I've been on, everyone, somebody has to ask. So that's done. <laughs> uh, um, my name is Mike Dando. I'm an assistant professor of communication arts and literature at St. Cloud State University in St. Cloud, Minnesota. Um, my research is uh, on education. Um, particularly, I look at culturally relevant pedagogies and multicultural education um, with a focus and an emphasis on youth identity development through um, uh, what I've called what, what I refer to as um, youth youth cultural artifacts. Um, so particularly um, hip hop and comics and anything that the that our students would use to um, develop epistemological frameworks for how they engage with knowledge creation and knowledge uh, construction. Um, and I do that from a very um, from a very critical perspective, so I bring in a lot of um, critical pedagogy framework and critical theory into uh, the approach. So looking at how, not only how kids or students, I should say, um, not only how they are interacting and consuming popular culture, um, but then how that impacts the way they think about themselves and others, and then the types of things that they then um, create um, and particularly in an educational, pers- in a, like a school perspective, so that's what I do. So I'm looking, I'm looking forward to bringing kind of some of that stuff to bear on our. I feel like there's an overlap there. <laughs> yeah, I think there is, um, which is cool. And like one thing that I found from from doing all the podcasting stuff over the last several months is that uh, academia would be so much better if we weren't so siloed. <laughs> yes. Know? Like I mean, everybody knows that siloing is bad, but you know, if if you and I were at the same school, it, like there's no way that our administrators would put us together, like, and we could have entire careers without even realizing that the other existed, which is really right. dumb because we're doing right. very similar work. <laughs> and I think one of the things that's exciting is to think about, um, you know, we're all interested in in knowledge production and knowledge creation, but the sort of the interdisciplinary, the multimodal. Um, opportunities this, this affords us, I think, is is really exciting. Yeah, I think this could be really cool. Um, I, have, I have big hopes for this. Uh, so, I think, like in terms of the in terms of the game stuff, um, I know you've already been working on a character, but I think you can probably have some fun too, making up uh, different teachers in whatever school they end up being in. Um, I think you can <laughs> running the gamut from like the uh, what's a polite way to put this the dinosaur who maybe should have yeah. retired a while ago. Them, I would call them terrible. <laughs> yeah, to like the very hippie new age again. Like right. it depends on and what year this is set in. Um, but every every high school has that like right out of grad school, uh, twenty two or right out of college, twenty two year old. <laughs> Look out! Look out for the person who thinks they're good, doing cool, innovative stuff, but is actually not. That's uh, check. Keep your keep your eyes peeled for that person, <laughs> or people, or departments. <laughs> That's me. Oh, no. oh, no. At me next time. <laughs> ah. Subtweet? Can you subtweet on a podcast? <laughs> 
Oh, um, thank you. Uh, Shauna. You got um, so I'm Shauna Lasur. I am complicated. Uh, I have primarily administrative role uh, in the University of Connecticut. I'm also an adjunct. I've adjuncted in, I guess, eight different departments now, or courses that were listed in eight different departments, uh, because I have a handful of graduate degrees. And in 18 days, I will be Dr. Shauna. Uh, but I've been also doing a, a full-time PhD while doing all that. That's right. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm a mess. Um, my <laughs> fields are English, uh, feminist studies, human rights, uh, political science with international relations and comparative politics. So I kind of mash them all together. And uh, I study narrative politics, particularly the, the idea that stories have power and who gets to tell them and how they tell them uh, and which perspectives are, are going to be the dominant ones that are, are told as the narrative, uh, how that shapes international politics and people's lived experiences of events. Um, I really focus on that through art and politics. So I've worked with a lot of amazing artists and learned tons of things from them. Uh, I've spent the last seven years working with Cambodian American refugees uh, who are filmmakers um, and working on their film festival, uh, serving under them. And that's been really brilliant. I've also worked in Latin America with performance artists and uh, people who, who do theater down there. Um, there's a, a group called Yashikani, and they actually um, helped with the Truth and Reconciliation Commission because the, the people of Peru didn't trust the government because the government was killing them just like Sendero Luminoso was. So yeah, you had the terrorists and you had the government attacking you. Um, so they, the folks weren't going to show up, but then the, these people who I had the, the honor to work with, they actually brought them physically to the TRC and showed them plays to explain why this was valuable. Um, so again, it's narrative, it's mass atrocities, particularly uh, genocide, um, government killing of their own people, um, and how arts are used to, to reshape narratives for uh, better political outcomes. Uh, still incredibly jealous of <laughs> the work that well, you get that's to all do. because I get to do all this interdisciplinary <laughs> stuff, like you said, because I have the, the nine to five admin, yeah. um, my admin stuff, I'm high impact practices. That's like my big focus. So, uh, you know, like writing intensive courses, mm -hmm. uh, undergraduate research, learning communities, things like that, that pays my bills. And then I get to do whatever I want for my research. <laughs> I, I also just want to point out, in case people missed it, that you're going to be Dr. Shauna in 18 days, but you've also said twice, days. you also said twice that you're a mess, which I think is, yes. is how everybody's uh, transition into doctorhood <laughs> goes. Like, I'm here. I don't know why. I don't know how I feel about it. Whatever. Deal with it. <laughs> I'm making it through. Yep. Um, so in terms of the game, um, I know that you are super excited about this. What uh, like what parts of your work do you want to try to bring in? Like how do you see it translating into this into this potential story? Um, I'm thinking probably what what that could focus on really is the idea of narrative politics. Like who's saying what? Why are, why are they telling stories the way they're telling stories? How does that shape people's perspectives? Um, pointing out the fact that no one person's version is ever going to be complete and to, to really understand what's happening, you, you have to talk to lots of different people and try to piece out what that mm -hmm. looks like. Um, that could be something that we we engage with. I don't know that we want to necessarily have a genocide happening. <laughs> I would prefer not to. <laughs> yeah. Seconded. <laughs> I mean, it's a grim, it's a grim opening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my research is hard. Um, so we'll live with my teaching and learning focus instead. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so I think with all of that, uh, we have maybe the makings of a town that is experiencing some type of a murder mystery. Is one idea I was I was kicking around. Um, I mean, everything that we're doing is is pretty heavy, um, and so this could very easily get like depressing, like Twin Peaks kind of level. <laughs> Um, which I don't think is the worst possible idea. Like, if we could come up with something that's even, like, 1% as interesting as the first season of that show, uh, I think we'll have a winner. Um, I also see this, like, because everything we're doing is very heavy, I, I think, and just from, like, how I've been running this stuff, um, I, I'm pretty sure that this is going to take, like, a Joss Whedon uh, kind of Buffy approach to it. Um <laughs> <laughs> just like managing the heavy stuff, but obviously, uh, this is as much a research project and a teaching project for us as it is an opportunity to kind of blow off steam, especially during the apocalypse happening outside. Um, and so, why make this any more darker than it needs to be? You know what I mean? Okay, so uh, the other thing that I wanted to accomplish today, and we do have a couple of other people who are interested in playing, um, but who I haven't heard from yet today um so ben Lindsay and vanessa yafola um hopefully will be joining at some point in the future but we'll see so what i want to do now that we have kind of all been introduced is first we need to figure out what year uh this story is going to take place in that adds to a lot of the uh like the background stuff that i have to come up with um i was thinking it would be fun to come up with a playlist for the for the show for the game um, and so the year really obviously depends on that. So it, it's entirely... Mid-80s to early 90s? That's what I was hoping. I think something 80s, 90s-ish. Um, but it's it's up to you. Like, who do you want the president to be? Do we want this to be a, a Reagan game? Do you want this to be a Clinton game? Do you want the weird period in between? <laughs> Do you want them to be aware, your characters to be aware of the Gulf War? You know, it's just like, there's cultural things there that matter. And like, on top of like, the fashion and stuff too. You know? So it's up to you guys. I'm I'm okay with whatever. I'm, I'm good with late 80s, early 90s. I think it might be even interesting considering some of the things we've been talking about. To do that, as you said, weird period... Up for that transition, <laughs> right? Because yeah. you're coming out of you're coming out of this Reagan era, mm-hmm. right? And then you've got you know people barfing broccoli everywhere, and then it shifts into this real like it's not fundamentally different because you have like the well, it is fundamentally different. We have like the '94 crime bill, so it's not like everything was great, but you yeah. have a ideological shift, kind of right, in from into Clinton, into that Clinton era, right? The he played saxophone on yeah, Arsenio. On, on Arsenio, right? Yep. So it's it's got this. There's there's a there's there is a, a I think an interesting cultural shift there that would be cool to explore. So I, I kind of like like late eighties, early nineties. Okay. Um, plus Nir, plus Nirvana. Um, yeah. The playlist the playlist would would just be a, that'd be a bop. Yeah, so, yeah, the playlist would be rad. That's my, that's my two I'm cents. from Seattle, so I'm big supportive. <laughs> <laughs> when did Nirvana's first album come out? This might be how we make the choice. <laughs> when did Nevermind drop? I think 93. Maybe in 94. Hang on. 91. 90, September 24th, 1991. Wow. There you go. 
so my brain is just wrong. Okay. Yeah. And that wasn't even their first album. That their first album was was uh, Blue, uh, E W, not U E. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was in '89. So yeah, right there would be really interesting. Okay. And again, that's just my my two cents. Yeah, yeah. I think it's cool. We can also think about the TV shows that were on at the time. Yeah. I mean, I... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. (laughs) (laughs) I think, like... Transformers, He-Man, She-Ra. She-Ra is on on repeat in my house some days. As it should be. As it should be. Hey, that opening song is pretty rad. Um, Thundercats. What if we did, like, what if we start, like, early 1992, so Nevermind would have come out, the campaign would be on, nobody would be old, nobody would be old enough to vote yet, um, but they would have their teachers, like, harping on them about how they should, how they should be paying attention. You kids are gonna want to know this stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. They're gonna, this is gonna matter in 50 years. <laughs> Yes, it will. Yeah, and just thinking of like, like what what year did he? When did H. W. Bush choke on the pretzel? What a what a what a what a trip down memory lane. <laughs> well, this is important. January eighth, nineteen ninety two. Oh my gosh, it's <laughs> right there. Ninety two is it? Perfect. Ninety two is the vision. I love there it. There you go. <laughs> oh, I should also point out that um I. One of the things that I work on is democratic uh, democratic decision making in um, educational contexts, and uh-huh. so that's exactly the kind of thing. It's like, well, wait, what are we going to do? How are we going to learn? What are we going to do? It organically builds. <laughs> so that's like, already. I love it. Yeah, yeah. There's a big uh, there's a, a like a tabletop streaming group called Hyper RPG that does a kids on bike show. Um, and there's a set in 1991. It's called Kalak 1991, and they, it's like with the, uh, I forget, but it's, it's just a thing with their show. So I didn't want to do 91, um, but I also yeah. really wanted to do 91. So January 92, <laughs> January 92 is perfect, and we can open with like, like maybe there's a teacher at the school, like the Reagan Republican uh, history teacher is really despondent because the president almost died, and like. The kids are <laughs> there's like boys in the class who are miming, choking, and stuff like that, and they <laughs> a senior almost doesn't graduate because of it or something like that. Okay, um, so we've got our year. Okay, so one thing, don't forget, I didn't grow up here, so it goes Reagan to Bush to Clinton. Yep. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. Just because then Bush started the Iraq War and then get Clinton. Yeah, so uh, George H. W. Bush was Reagan's vice president, um, mm-hmm. and then he was. When was he elected? Ninety-two, or I'm sorry, eighty-eight. Okay, yeah, because he because wasn't Clinton elected in ninety-two? Yeah, yeah, Clinton was ninety-two okay. to two thousand. Uh huh. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, you forget about the foreigner. I can see it already. Oh no, I'm secretly the bigot. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna rage quit. I knew it. I'm fine. I knew it. Um, yeah. So Bush started the the Iraq War, 
um, because uh, Iraq. I mean, it's, it's weird. Like, I'm still not really clear. Like, why we ever invaded? Is it because um, they invaded Kuwait? We invaded Kuwait, yeah. Uh, yep. And like Saddam Hussein was like pretty sure that nobody in the world would care about it, and just kind of like a quick little land grab. And then, I guess because the United States hadn't had a war to fight in 20 years, we had to go and dust off everything, and uh, here we are, <laughs> all this time later, um, still dealing with this. So, yeah. Yep. Um, so we could we could definitely bring in. Well, I mean that would have all been over by then, but uh, there's ways to work that into the background, for sure. Okay. Um, so what part of the country should should the game be set in? Do you want them to be like Pacific Northwest kids who already knew about Nirvana? Or should they be uh, dopey Midwest kids like I was who didn't find out until much later? Or somewhere else? Dopey Midwest. I think we have a lot more room. Yeah. Unless we want them to be the cool kids from the Pacific Northwest, or we could just shift to Portugal. I'm <laughs> I like I like the idea of Pacific Northwest because the Midwest is it reminds like I instantly think of of Hawkins, Indiana. Oh yeah, okay. Um, it could be like where thing. Twilight was held, <laughs> like the middle of nowhere, yeah. Pacific Northwest. Right, but at the same time, the Midwest is pretty big. Like if it was in. Chicago or Missouri, Chicago, Illinois or Missouri or, I mean, like you said, there's a lot of room. Yeah. Um, but it's just I mean, my, yeah. I think it, it could still be Pacific Northwest, but be, you know, on fuck nowhere. Yeah. I mean, it has to have like a small town, small suburban yeah. vibe to it is right. really the only requirement. Um, everything else is what you guys build. I like the idea of naming it Maple Oak because I think that's a really Midwest kind of name for a place but even that's if you have something better maple oak, maple oak yep what are your favorite trees guys uh what do we got around here <laughs> yep maple. i got that oak there it is yeah uh, there you go there's like the yeah there are people who wanted to name the town oak maple who are like yeah. really willing to die on that hill <laughs> yeah i mean i think there's a i think there's a charm to the midwest for this yeah um like it I don't know. It, it feels easier to play them as less cynical. I don't want to say naive, but some, there's something there's something there. Like I think the middle of nowhere stuff lands better if they're not right by the ocean, at least. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I don't know. Like it's, I don't know. But maybe we can come back to that. Let me find. There are other questions here in the book. I went. I jumped right ahead to like figuring out how everybody knew each other, and I forgot to look up the the world building stuff. Uh, so we're gonna come back to the to the name and the specific setting. What I really like about the game is that it it does have everything. It forces us to do everything collaboratively, and it doesn't put all the power into the hands of the person running the game. Um, right. So there are eight questions at the start of the book that set up um, like what the setting is, and so the first one is is the name and like the name of the town and the state that it's set in. Um, but we're going to come back to that and maybe figure that out as we go. Uh, the second question is, the industry our location is best known for is blank. So what type of what type of industry is happening here in 1992, wherever it is we are? Slap bracelets. <laughs> Big slap <Pops>. bracelet factory. <laughs> Cops. 
I grew up with Boeing, so like aerospace. Uh, yeah, manufacturing sounds good. Okay. Um, and because it's 92, we can have like an abandoned factory. Yeah. Right? Or some kind of band- like abandoned warehouse or something. Could it... Okay, is this a cop-out to be in the middle of nowhere and no one really knows? It's textiles, but it's sort of like import-export, like no one really knows? <laughs> no. Or is that a cop-out? Like, does it have to be... Does it have to be a particular a particular thing? Um, I don't think it's a cop out. I would I would still say like we sh- if if we're gonna do textiles as part of it, then I think there should still be something else that is legit, yeah. and it doesn't have to be something big, right? <laughs> like like when like where I grew up, when the IKEA opened, like we became the town where the IKEA was. You know what I mean? Right. Like they even listed on the on the on the um, the signs on the on the highway of like restaurants up ahead, <laughs> like Taco Bell, awesome. McDonald's, awesome. IKEA, <laughs> yeah. like something like that. Textiles, you know, it could be like a Bass Pro Shop. <laughs> um, it could be a paper mill or. Oh, I like I like that idea. Paper mills are gross. <laughs> like not like just thinking about like because I grew up I grew up in. Um, Pittsburgh, and I was a steel town, mm-hmm. and there was a certain there was a certain smell. Like I just went back, and I don't mean and I don't mean it stinks, but I mean that there was it was there was a certain that the there was an uh, it stinks an odor <laughs> to the air, right? Like it was, and, and I it's everything I'm describing sounds terrible, but it was like you knew you and you were in, you knew when you were getting close because. It smelled the air hit different. Yep. Because of like all NYC. Because of NYC all the fire smell. Yeah. Right. Mm. Right. In oh, yeah. Tacoma, like it's the city that's next biggest, a little south of Seattle. We we say there's an aroma of Tacoma. <laughs> aroma. Oh, that's the word. I'm very tired and have been in my basement for the last three weeks. Uh, <laughs> that's the nice word I was looking for. Aroma. <laughs> the aroma of Tacoma. <laughs> Oh, I like that joke. That might have to come in somehow. Maybe this is. Maybe this does have to be in Washington. Um, okay, so like a generic textile mill that may or may not be mobbed up, and a legit paper mill. Okay. Uh, number three, our town is famous for, and then the next question is, our town is infamous for. So just um, to keep that in mind, something positive that people know about wherever this town is. Miss America. <laughs> or what are the big roadside things like the the world's largest whatever the heck yeah okay um so toilet roll so <laughs> so, so there's this thing in the midwest and i i i went to i went to college and, and i taught the first few years of my career in in st louis in the st louis area and there are always these um like big roadside statues of like Paul Bunyan yep. or like or like uh, just a a moose <laughs> yep. or yes. like hey that's a ketchup bottle and I think it would be if we're in the middle of nowhere Midwest TV to determine I think that would be really that would ring true is like some sort of big Paul Bunyan-y type statue or or something like that like it's not really or like a mustard museum like something just <laughs> mustard museum oh right. yeah there's yeah we got a lot of gems here uh the first time that my parents drove out to visit us in pennsylvania from michigan they were late 
because at some rest stop they stopped at, there was a statue, and my dad had to have his picture taken next to him. Right. And let me... <laughs> it's like a random... Right. Yeah. Okay, so... Of the ideas listed, um, I really like uh, that there's a former Miss America who is there. But she would have had to be, like, Miss America 1963 or something like that, right? Like... <laughs> right. <laughs> she's all she's like that lady from um there's something about Mary, like all cooked. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do let's do older then. Let's do nineteen fifty nine. How long has that been a thing? Uh nineteen twenty one. So Were you calculating? All right. <laughs> I googled it. <laughs> when did Miss America start? <laughs> Wait, you know, we might might be you know it might be interesting if she was if she was early on, right? Like nineteen thirty and like she wasn't she had like passed or, you know, moved on, but her family was still there and like used that as like clout. Right? Yeah. Like, our our grandma won Miss America. They have a shrine to her. Um <laughs> Yep. Yeah, and it gets defaced. That's, that's some, the roadside attraction. It, they sell, yeah, they have, like, t-shirts that they print up about her. There are local books written about her. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, like, yep. local authors. <laughs> Self-published and such. And it's, and it's the, yeah, the author is the bigot history teacher. Who is, like, oh. secretly, he's, like, carrying a torch for this, this dead woman. <laughs> yeah yep and like you they the kids will like get him going about like how beautiful he thinks she is but like culturally or like stylistically they wouldn't get it at all right yeah because the, the differences in fashion and so they would they probably make fun of her um and it just like sends him into a like a red-faced like teacher rage you know what i mean you get detention um yep. kind of thing she needs a name. This is the first character we're going to name. This is the former Miss America. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Hang on just a second. I will find... The, um, Lorraine? This feels like a Lorraine situation. 19, yeah, I'm looking at, I'm looking at 1932. 1930, 1932. Let's see. Most popular baby names of 1932. Okay, so let's see here. What do we got? Um, Mary, Betty, Barbara, Dorothy, Joan... Patricia, Helen. I think I think Betty. I think. Yeah. Mildred. Yeah, I'm on board for Betty. Mildred, Phyllis with a Y. <laughs> with a Y, that would be what they said every time. <laughs> Phyllis with a Y. <laughs> okay. I didn't even know that Phyllis was written with anything other than yeah, a Y. I didn't either. <laughs> no, it's not like no that <laughs> Okay. <laughs> what do you do? Her name her name is gonna be Betty Lorraine and the teacher always calls her Miss Betty Lorraine. Miss I love it. Yep. Alright. Okay, we also so the town also has like a random statue of the roadside of something that people stop at. Uh I like the world's largest mustard bottle. <laughs> World's world's largest jar of mustard. Yeah, it could be like a mustard, like a mustard uh, outlet or something that people stop at. 
Because there's a place that that I used to live by that had this big beef jerky outlet that you would go into, <laughs> and it, like the room was just barrels, and you had to go to the barrel and like pick out what you wanted. Like that seems like a Midwest thing, like a mustard outlet. Like, like the mustardarium. Like it would have to be a. <laughs> you have, have to like try and yep. sound self-important. Yeah, but the guy who the guy who owns it always changes the emphasis, and he calls it the mustardium. Oh. <laughs> to give it like this air of legitimacy. Yes. I, <laughs> that makes it fancy. Yep. I love it. I. Uh huh. Yep. That's what. That's it. The if I could, if I could affect a French accent, he would totally be. <laughs> he would totally be as a French guy. Um, great. The mustardium. Yeah, but I like that. I like the big, the big like gray poupon type, <laughs> like jar of mustard, yeah. like just on a tower, it's... like right outside of town. Oh yeah, like that's how they painted the water tower. Yeah, because yeah, Midwest towns they all have that that all water tower that has tower. been out of operation for years that the kids party at. Yep. That's right. The gray and, poupon. And, and that's where you go to meet is under, you go to the mustard, you go to the water tower, which is painted like <laughs> a, a jar of mustard. That's perfect. Oh my God. I'm going to have to design a graphic that advertises the mustardium. <laughs> Us. What I love about this I, is that I like. Just like being in class, like I don't do lesson plans in class because I, I really like the spontaneity. I never would have imagined writing down Grey Poupon Mustard Water Tower <laughs> today. It's like, my wife is going to look at this and think it's like a new password or something. <laughs> it would be a good one. It would be a good one. Nobody would be able to get it. Yep. It's going to end up on that subreddit. You know, things that are, it's the first time it was ever said or whatever. Yep. Yeah, that's my legacy. I'm the first human being ever to say Grey Poupon Mustard Water Tower. Yes. <laughs> my children are going to be able to retire on that. Um, okay, so that, this is all the positive stuff. What is this town infamous for? What are some of the uh, urban legends or bad stuff that's happened it can be based in reality. Um, it can be just something that's been passed down. You know, when uh, my daughter did soccer, um, and there was like woods by the park, and I and it was in the fall, and I tried to convince her that there was a witch that lived there. <laughs> so uh, it could be something like that, and it was great too. We'd be like walking back to the car, and I I would say like, "Oh, Charlie, did you hear that?" And she would say, "What?" And I'd say, I, "The witch is in there." And she would say, really? And I was like, yeah, I think the witch was watching you guys practice tonight. And she'd be like, oh, okay. Like, not, like, trying to act, like, like, five-year-old tough, but <laughs> still a little unsure. Um, so like her pace, her, her pace quickened a little bit. <laughs> yeah. By the end, I was like, like, Charlie, like, the witch thinks that you had a really great game tonight. <laughs> You're like, thanks, witch. So it could be something like that, like uh, a Blair Witch kind of thing. Um, How about Betty Lorraine dying, like mysteriously croaking? Okay, some. Oh yeah, Betty Lorraine died. Yeah, the mystery of Betty Lorraine's death. Betty. But nobody knows though. She just kind of disappeared. It's a mystery. They assume they assume she died. A negative thing. Yeah, like, that's the the secret that nobody talks about when they talk about her. Yep. Yeah. Okay. That's fun. I can have fun with that. Like a weird Laura Palmer. <laughs> geriatric yeah, I, geriatric Laura Palmer. <laughs> correct. <laughs> right? Like, So are we going with 
murdered or disappeared? Disappeared. Disappeared mysteriously. And so that can be a way... And to try to get at some of the perspective stuff that Shauna was talking about, like, di- like there's different rumors about what happened. Yeah. And each one, like, they get more and more ridiculous. Right. Okay, what else is the town infamous for? I don't know if this is too dark, but I was thinking of uh, art and politics and uh, a fire that killed workers because people couldn't get out. Like, in the whatevers. In that abandoned uh-huh. warehouse. Yeah. Okay. And that's why it's abandoned now, because... People couldn't get out because of safety issues or something. I mean, that's that's very real. That's very real to life. Yep. Um, yeah, and it could have been something that happened during like the like one of the big labor booms. Yeah. In the U.S. Like decades ago. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And, the, and it's just there. It's uh, maybe there's like uh, like caution tape around it or something. Like the kids would know that they're not supposed to go there. The building collapsed at any time. Kind of things. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe, maybe there was like, uh, maybe like the Pinkertons broke up a strike there and the fire started. Cool. <clears throat> um, which means that if, if that's true, then I get to bring in some of the, uh, like the old American anarchy stuff I've been reading about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like the idea of disrupt, of disrupting organized labor. Uh, you know this notion of um, how like, I think that could be really cool I like that idea of because I think it's timely but also mm-hmm. historically interesting and politically interesting too yeah they maybe they have a picture of um, what was her name I can't think of her name now uh, let me look her up they, they probably have a picture of oh, Emma Goldman yeah yep they have a picture of Emma Goldman coming to speak there once. Yeah. But it's like, they don't have a shrine for it. Like they'd have for Miss Betty Lorraine. And it's just like, <laughs> it's just kind of like there. Um, Miss Betty Lorraine is all American. Yep. Quote, quote unquote. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. And Emma Goldman would not have fit not, that, that no, standard at all. It doesn't fit into their narrative. No. This is going to be so cool, and it's Sorry. a it's a good balance too because Emma like if you've never seen what Emma Goldman looked like, I would Google her now. Yeah, <laughs> like we I, is like, that for the audience? Is that for the audience or for us? for? I mean, for everybody, you know. Uh, yeah, she's a she was a very dour. <laughs> like, like she, she like every picture that she takes, she looked she just looks like angry and. There's one. Uh, if there's one of her sort of smirking, yeah, but it's like early on. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a lot. Yeah, um, if you if you look pretty pretty early on, and she was a she was a life. Yeah, she was a tiny thing too. Like I want to say, like she was maybe like five feet tall, from what I remember. But like her pictures, I don't know. There's a story about the McKinley assassination where Leon Shulgash, like, he confronted her at a train station, like, just to try and introduce himself, and she was just like, you're crazy. And then he, like, she brushed him off, and then afterwards she was like, that poor boy, and just, like, felt really sorry for this guy who was just this lost, angry, yeah. dumbass, you know? <laughs> uh, and I, yeah, and I think it'd be really cool to, to make it, because she, when did she die? 1940? Like, it was, it was... 
yeah. after World War One, but I, it was like right. It was maybe right at the beginning of World War Two. It was early on. She, um, um, but yeah, but I think that would be May 14th, But I think May that would 40th. be cool to to have it be later in later in her life, but she's still like out there doing mm-hmm. it, doing the thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's a way to make that, and that's like a good alternative history approach to this too. Because yeah. the timelines don't line up perfectly, but I don't think it matters really yeah. for what we're trying to do. Um, Emma Goldman spoke at a at a thing, and then it it also kind of like mirrors the Haymarket Square riot. Yeah. Um, because the guy who spoke at that, like before the riot started, and eventually was hung for it. Um, he had nothing to do with anything that happened. Like he talked and right. left, and then they started throwing dynamite. Yep. So maybe this is something similar. Okay, cool. Next question is economically, our town is. Are we prospering? Are we floundering? Or is this like a working class town? What do you think? I think with our burnt down factory, it might make most sense to be one that used to be a boom town and now is kind of floundered. Okay. When was. I'm just trying to think of timeline here. Because um, there was the. Like the S and P scandal and all the bank, like the banking was one of the. That was right around this time, right? That really messed everything up. Mm -hmm. Was the securities, you know, the securities and and trade. That was right around. That was eighty nine ninety, I think. Right, and so I'm wondering how that, and and this is outside my bailiwick, and I use that word today, so I'm very proud of myself. (laughs) Um, But. you should stop but like how did that affect industry or or manufacturing um yeah so maybe this is a place that's been like up and down over time Mm -hmm. they had they had just dug out somehow making like vague investments maybe they were maybe they were people who were caught up in the in the savings and loan scandal right Mm -hmm. let's see because this would be like it would be, it would be funny if the warehouse was part of the land that got bought up, and then somebody showed, like rolls into town to to look at their new investment, and it's just the old busted up warehouse that's. <laughs> and then they cry inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Like there could be something with that there. Yeah, because like, I I like the idea of it being fundamentally affected by this little town out of no in the middle of nowhere being fundamentally affected by larger yeah. macro forces, right? Like it wasn't anything that we did. It was yeah. what happened that we didn't have any control over. Uh-huh. Which is I, I, I really love that. Because I love the idea that, you know, there's the big political forces that people pay attention to and then you never listen to the stories of, of people who are, are in the middle of nowhere and you don't think that they're impacted or don't care about it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's brilliant. Yeah. And, it, I mean, given everything that's going on now, too, right? Like, this allows us to make all kinds of allegories without ever Sorry having... to dance that no one saw. <laughs> without ever having to... Dancing. Yeah, without ever having to say the T name. If we can keep his name out of our mouths during this, I think would be great. I support that. (laughs) Okay, so they were hit by the savings and loan scandal somehow. I love the idea that it was a boom town. And then then it wasn't 
Uh-huh. Like life, life changed. Yeah. I think that fits in with the narrative of the, the beauty queen too, because they're still trying to hang on to that old history. Like that's who they think they are, is this beautiful woman, this beautiful town, and they're really just not anymore. <laughs> and really they're Emma Goldman. <laughs> and or they wish they, they could wish be. They wish they could be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's good because that allows us to come up with a, a bigger range of potential like non-player characters because yeah. I think the story is going to need like a like a wealthy family at least yeah who were once probably maybe like landed like very bougie and are still yeah. hanging on to that and it and it's just like they don't appreciate the irony that you know even though they're the wealthiest family in town <laughs> nationally they're not you know what I mean right um. They're monarchy of a molehill. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, it, it wouldn't be a, a game about, like, high school kids if there wasn't, like, the rich, snobby, like, D-bag kid to come in. Yeah. Or or for one of you to play, if that's who you wanted to play. Um, okay. Uh, a notable local organization is what? Not the Kiwanis Club? The Kiwanis Club. Yeah. The level lot, like you know what I mean, the civic organization. There's always one of those in the Midwest, right? That, yep. that gives like five hundred dollars scholarships to people. <laughs> yep. And it's like what? The, elks. You know, or... you know what I mean? Yeah, the elks. Yeah, it's like they're all kind of the same. They used to be a religious group, and then they became secular and have a bunch I of mean, similar names. We could do the we could do the Masonic Lodge, like every because it's the eight. We could do the lodge. Um, that could get real creepy real fast. Yeah. <laughs> the Masons. The yep. Masons. Uh-huh. Um, but I think that would be... Doesn't that... Does that work? Yeah. Have you seen... Have any of you seen Hot Fuzz? Yes. Yeah. I want it to be something like that, where it's, like, on the surface, a civic organization, but secretly a cult. <laughs> like, it has to I be. I support that, too. Yeah. Like, the, flo- like, like the, the flower... The, the horticultural club, but... In 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 actuality, they're money laundering, right? Just like <laughs> oh, that's, that that kind of thing. That's perfect because Vanessa does like financial crime as her research, not in like real life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she doesn't actually horticultural, yeah, horticultural, <laughs> yeah. So it's the is does 4H do that type of like that type of stuff? I'm not sure what 4H does. Or it's just like they have kids show cows and things. Yeah. Okay. No, we don't want to do that. Unless it's like a devil I, cow, but then I don't know. I, <laughs> I like the idea of it being like, like the kids know about whatever the Kiwanis are like, oh yeah, that's the that's the that's the garden club, man. Don't mess with them. Yeah. But they don't really know why. Like they're like everybody knows about them. Yeah. We don't know what to do, and it's all run by adults, so we kinda don't care, but we do know there's like yeah, uh, maybe the powerful old white dudes club. Well, I was gonna say like maybe we should have like there's room for two, right? Because I like the idea of like an elk's lodge, like some type of animal lodge, and yeah. you know like like they would have like the big hats to wear, but then at some point there's a maybe somebody gets initiated or the kids stumble into like an initiation and it's actually almost psychotic. Like they have like an actual elk that somebody has to fight or something like that. <laughs> but it, like, it, like something weird, right? Right. Right. <laughs> that like had to be out of place in, in this Midwest town, like an animal that wouldn't be natural there, 
like the Gator Club or something like that. <laughs> and then they go in and these old guys are wrestling a gator. <laughs> like like there used to be, you know, like the Woodchuck Club, but then like a blight hit them. So there used to be Woodchucks here, but now there's not. But there's yeah. still the club. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. And if we, and like, depending on how supernatural we want the game to get, they could have easily, like, accidentally summoned some kind of, like, demonic animal. <laughs> right? And that, A demonic woodchuck? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It and can be, like, full metal alchemist. Like, they tried to do an equivalent exchange and it went very wrong. I mean, <laughs> there's a scene where, like, one of the kids is, like, doing, like, a talking head. Like, the the famous part from Blair Witch, right, where she's, like, right up on the camera, and she just fought the dire woodchuck, and she's, like, reciting how much wood could a woodchuck chuck, but she's, like, crying. <laughs> you chucked so much wood! I didn't know. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> should there... Should it be a rival organization? You know what I mean? You said there's room for two. Yeah, Woodchuck Club. Are we gonna have a murder mystery? Because if there's a rival organization, that could make sense. That could be like the Red Herring. <laughs> like they're both vying for yeah. So control. So maybe maybe in place of like having political parties and having to mention because I don't want to talk about the Republicans and Democrats like a billion times during this. Maybe the clubs take the place of the political parties, and so there's somebody who's running as the woodchuck candidate, and there's there's another animal <laughs> that is like the other, and then instead of club, the other one should be like the society, right? Yeah. Maybe some sort of obscure bird. <laughs> yes. The her- the heron society, <laughs> right? And I like the idea that they're running for president of their of their club, right? So it seems like really important. Mm-hmm. But outside of you know, because all politics, right? This idea of all politics being local, and it doesn't yeah. really matter to anyone living outside the town. Yeah. Uh, but it also very does because one of them is money laundering, right? Like this, like yep. weird tension. I yeah. love that idea. Yeah. Uh huh. And. Yeah, it's, like, such small potatoes. And maybe there's a point when, like, the Clinton campaign, like, his motorcade is going to drive through the town on on his way to, like, a bigger speaking engagement. And there's all this maneuvering over, like, who stands where on Main Street. You know what I mean? (laughs) Which would 100% would happen. Absolutely. (laughs) And the and the idea that the kids aggressively don't care. Yeah, right? uh, yeah. All the yep. adults are freaking out, and like uh-huh. the actual player characters are like, "I, all right." Yeah, I would love them to make these kids do something that they did in my like outside of Seattle town. They made us all learn a dance yes! for this thing that was going to happen, and then none of us showed up because we didn't want to do it. I love that. <laughs> Okay, so what type of dance should it be? Are we talking like Midwest was a lot of like square dancing in school? It's, I think it should be one of those really corny like um, you, you've seen like the the like you wear the choirs that wear like the white gloves and it's just like overly egoistic, right? <laughs> like the show choir type thing. It's like, yeah. are you really? We're gonna 
down the mountains to the break in sequins. And it's like, what? It's a, Why it's going to be a song. It's a song about the town. It's, yes! <laughs> it's a song about the town. And how great the town is. Yeah. Yes, that's it. Because they want the Clintons to know how great their town is. If they're singing and, it, then they will know. Yep. And that's such, and that, is, that is such an out-of-touch, like, political Absolutely. adult thing to do. Like, we're going to build a stage, and <laughs> when we see the motorcade coming, we'll, we'll get on the walkie-talkie and <laughs> call you. And you guys start performing, so hopefully we'll get the Clinton campaign to stop here. <laughs> And go to Miss Betty Lorraine's shrine. And like five shrine. kids show up and nobody stops. <laughs> yep. Nobody stops. The kids are all out of rhythm. <laughs> there's that... Wait. There's that kid that cries. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that kid well, that one takes, this cry. one takes it very seriously. <laughs> there's that one kid that picks their nose and forgets they're in the... In, 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 uh, you know, in the yep. front line. Uh-huh. I really like that idea of the the status kid, whoever that is, taking it very seriously. Oh yeah, yeah. This, this is, is this is our chance to put this is my big Maple break. On the back. Yep, it's gonna it's gonna go really good on his college application. Bingo, <laughs> right? And he he probably like lays awake at night, like imagining what he's gonna say to Bill Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> and like he wants to ask him for a letter of recommendation or something like that he's, for he's he's fundraising so that they can make a record like or, or make a tape of the song like they can re- professionally record it right like so he can In send 92, it it's gotta be a tape yeah right. oh yeah it's, it's gonna be a tape to get... so you can send it to the white house or send it to, to the campaign <laughs> yep yep Oh, and there's and there has to be a kid on stage too who just like takes out a boombox and plays Nevermind. Yes. <laughs> and like flips off the limo. <laughs> right. I love that. Um Okay. Uh the next question in the book is a notable local landmark, but we've already got the water tower. It's up to you if you guys want to add anything else. Well, I thought we had the mustardarium. Oh yeah, the must <laughs> the yeah, the the mustardium. The mustard water tower. We've got statues. So I think maybe we have the local landmarks covered. The and last that building that's decrepit. Yeah. Yeah, good call. Do we, does it, did we decide on Maple Oak? Uh, I floated that before, but if you guys want if something else. No, 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 because I was thinking if we do have the Maple Oak, then we should have a maple and an oak. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like a, yeah. Oh. Kind of like... So that can go with, like, the dueling clubs and stuff. So, like, the town square is, like, the maple tree and the oak tree. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the last question is, uh, what's the school's sports team called? Like, what's the mascot? What, would be really... what was the animal you guys were talking about again? A woodchuck and a heron. Those are the two the two. Well, you could clubs. do a woodchuck, but then you could have the other ones, like... Um, you know, like trying to lobby to change it from the woodchucks yeah. to the whatever bird. You make it I, even I, puffin. I like. <laughs> I like. I like the idea that they're trying to tie a big tail onto a small kite. So something like the Cavaliers, right? Uh, or like, do you know what I mean? Just uh, like 
the 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 not like the um, like the Vikings or just like something that's just like no guys no the Trojans yeah but yeah the Spartans yeah like, you have won two football games in the past six years I like and them. you're the right I like yeah. the Spartans I like, I like the, Spartans. the Spartans too yep they're the Spartans yeah there was a joke that the students that I played this with came up with or we came up with where the there are going to be a group of kids in the school who are trying to petition to change the name of the mascot away from something racist. Uh, and the joke was that the kids were going to vote in the Titanic <laughs> because the Titanic came out in 2000 and their, their story was set in 2000. So uh, just, just remembered <laughs> this big elaborate thing. It was going to be a big prank and it was brilliant how they came up with it too. Like I think the story was that the, the students were going to do it as a joke and they put Titanic on there thinking that nobody would get it. But then all the girls in the school who were in love with Leonardo DiCaprio voted it in in a landslide. And so now their school is the fight in Titanics. <laughs> cool. So we've got everything about the town that is... Oh, no, I take that back. There's one other thing that we have to do. Each of you have to come up with a rumor about the town. A rumor? A rumor. Yep. Yep. How about that fire was intentionally set? Okay. That it was, that it was arson? It was arson, and they actually were mad at the people for organizing. Okay. Workers. Labor organization. Yep. Unionizing, union busting. Hey, that stuff happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, uh, yeah. I was going to say, I thought this was supposed to be, uh, this is a rumor. Um, yeah. And again, it can be it can be based in like real stuff, and it can be based in like I said, you know, there's a witch that lives in the woods, or you can make it like the town's founder buried two of his wives under each one of the ma- the trees. <laughs> <laughs> that got dark. Every every word was like darker that. than the one before. <laughs> it's a rumor, right? Yeah. Dude, you, know those, you know those trees in the town square. Uh... What I had heard is that the town's founder uh, buried both his wives under. Look, I just watched. I just watched a show about a lady. I'm pretty sure fed her her husband to, to a tiger. Uh, <laughs> I, so, I no, nothing's nothing's off. Nothing's off the table. I, I, I have not gotten past two episodes. I haven't started it yet. I don't want to watch it. Like, I feel like it's I'm going to have to watch it. I don't want to. <laughs> I'm just saying, I I, I write off nothing these days, so. I mean, because when the town founded, if it was founded in the 17 or 1800s or whatever, right? How else, there was no divorce, how else was he going to find the marriageable? (laughs) Kill him. Allah Henry VIII. Well, I guess it depends on if if it's a town in the Pacific Northwest. It couldn't have been founded then. Yeah. Foreigner here. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it could have been like it could have started as like a like what's like a like missionaries founded it or something, or like right? A, yeah, like a, a, trade, the a trade post. A trade, yeah. yeah. Fur trading. Ooh. Yeah, like a French, like an old French fur yeah. trading settlement. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, totally. There's definitely people buried there. <laughs> there has to be. Um, okay, we need one more 
One more thing. One more rumor about the town. Special ingredient in the mustard is bugs. <laughs> bugs in the mustard. <laughs> but it's got to be like a... It has to be like... It can't just be like ants or something. Like It has to be like a, something big and like gross. Cicadas. Cicada, yeah. Yep. <gasps> that only hatch every seven years. Yeah. Like a special... A special batch, yep. A special a, batch of the cicadas. A special batch of I, mustard comes out, such, and, and I love that. I love that because it's such a kid thing. Yep. Like these others are just like spooky thing, but like that is like, hey, you know they put, you know they put cicadas in that mustard every seven years, right? Like that's such like, <laughs> like and every all the kids, no matter who you are, in the high school, that's true. Yep. Like, okay, that crosses class boundaries. That crosses. That's every, <laughs> everybody knows. Uh huh. Like everybody yep. believes it. I love that. Yeah. And yeah. They put they put they put cicadas in the. We think that limited edition is. Yep. The special batch. There's the freshman who like doesn't put mustard on anything for the first like few months of school. There's the like the class clown senior kid who like as a bit to get a big laugh like is just like guzzling mustard. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so gross. Uh, uh, special special reserve. Yep. Like it's gotta have something overly pretentious. <laughs> I found a wing. My brother found a wing in his once. Yep. <laughs> Somebody's gonna have like a like a great uncle who used to work there once as like the cicada catcher <laughs> or the cicada juicer. He was the juicer. <laughs> that's so gross. <laughs> that's that's nasty. Just yep. like with a mortar and pestle, and it just like yep. <laughs> grinds it. Just grinds the husks. The little leg. Oh. Sticking out from the top of the thing. Yep. Oh. That kid that's like, oh, I got it. an antenna stuck in my throat. Yep. <laughs> I heard my braces. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's about it. Yep. In my head right. here. That's so gross. <laughs> like, uh, like, that right there is like a 90s grunge album cover. Like, like a cartoon of the kid with like the big braces with like bugs stuck in the braces. That's <laughs> <laughs> so... Oh man, I hope somebody draws that. Um, so, do you guys have do you have time to start talking about your characters too, or do we want to stop here? It's up to I you. Can do until, I can go until uh, five thirty. Do we do we need to wait for the other folks if they're going to be? Yeah, I, I kind of rather have everybody else do it, and we're over an hour already. Um, yeah, let's wait for the other folks. I don't yeah. want to take up the rest of your time. I, I, can I feel like we made a lot of good progress in the ter- in town in terms of town. Yeah. In terms yeah. of world thing. Yeah, I can start I can start working on like all of the NPCs and like all the flavor stuff um for that now. That's right. Awesome. Cool. So we're gonna stop recording there for this time and then um, I'll get in touch with everybody about the next time we can do this. Right. Okay, that's great. Okay.